Today's show is a little different. It's going to feel a little bit more like 15 minutes to freedom. So if you enjoyed that, I encourage you to stick around. You see, I'm recording this on August 20th at 5.39 p.m. That becomes very relevant because seven days ago, I was in a completely different space. Not physically in my location, I was sitting in the same chair. But mentally, I was somewhere completely different. I want to share with you a lot more about what that means. You see, a week ago, probably even two, maybe a little bit longer, I felt just off. And I fully don't know how to describe off. Right? I can go as base level as saying, like, I just wasn't as happy or right, maybe... Music wasn't sounding quite the same, or I wasn't enjoying the, the ride, right? the ride of life. I was inherently just going through the motions. And maybe, maybe you too have had those moments in time where you're just going through the motions. If so, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Come in, look at my schedule, do what I have to do, work, get frustrated, get stuck, get things, go home, feel the same way with the family, do my best to put on a smiley face and be happy and call today. And I did a really good job of that for a while. Right, I have a calendar pulled up on my on my screen as I'm recording this. And I'll just say I remember feeling off the fifth. Monday the fifth. Of August. And just literally dreading the day. Now there was no specific reason to dread the day. It's a normal Monday for me. I'm incredibly fortunate to, to get to live the life that I choose to live. Get to help people grow their businesses, help people grow their lives, help just help, right? It makes me feel incredible to do so. But the alarm went off as it does every Monday, my normal time. Went downstairs as I normally do and started to go through my optimized date and literally just said, fuck it. It just wasn't feeling right. I sure standing in front of the red light and reading. I love to read, so that was easy. But the notes of appreciation were a struggle. Like I stopped. The green smoothie and the working out were, were flowing as they do. But meditation, man, was I just in a not good place. And the journaling was dark. Dark. Man, this is crazy. Right, I'm saying it to myself as I'm sitting in my home office like, what, what is this? And I don't drink, I don't smoke, I didn't stay up too late. There, there wasn't anything that had caused this change that I could come up with. And so I shrugged it off. Right, I mean, it's no big deal. Just a moment in time. Right, everybody has an off day. So I went to the gym as I do and did my normal stuff, came to the office and got through the day. 
fantastic. Life is good. All right, that's what I say, of course. And midday, I finally got my shit together enough to text my notes of appreciation to my wife and my daughter. Everything is good. We don't have John on Monday nights. Lindsay and I get to spend time together. Don't remember what we did at this point, but certainly wasn't anything monumental. Just quality time between us. Then we went to bed. Tuesday, alarm goes off. Go downstairs, make my green smoothie, do my normal stuff. And that dark cloud is still there. This is not the dark cloud that's outside the window. Seeing Columbus, Ohio, it's and oddly enough, sunny and nice this time of year. But it might as well have felt like the gray dead of winter. I felt inherently cold inside. Didn't want to do much of anything. So my natural thought process, man, I just must be getting sick, right? I must be pushing it too hard. That's what this has to be. And so I battle through it, right? Normal things. Hit my optimized day. Get everything done before I leave. Tuesdays are different because I get to box. And I'll go in and get to the gym and that'll fix it. Didn't fix it. Didn't fix it at all. So Tuesday nights we get Gianna back and spend time as a family. And Gianna and Lindsay ride horses. And I'm at the office till 7. Get home and it's family dinner time and everything's good, right? I'm Excited to see Gianna, but the feeling isn't there. Normally when I see her, like I want to just hug her and want to be around her and want to hear about her day, but I'm struggling. Like I just don't care. But I don't care about what she has to say and I don't care about what my wife has to say. I really don't care about anything at that moment. I just want to be left alone. Now I'm convinced I have to be getting sick. It's the only logical answer. Literally, that's, that, that has to be what it is. I have to have had something bad to eat the day before. I must not be sleeping well enough. And all the various excuses race through my head. Now, of course, I track and monitor everything, so I know exactly how much sleep I've been getting, and it's statistically consistent with how much sleep I always get. And the story about the food that I eat, my diet's fairly consistent, and I certainly know I haven't ingested anything that's out of the norm, so that was also a lie. And I'm just confused by what's going on. But I continue throughout the week, right? I'm waiting for that, that thing to click in where the energy comes back and it's not so gray and dark and I feel motivated and I feel happy and I feel inspired and I feel good. But the day didn't come. The day didn't come at all. And here I am hiding it. Right? I mean, I have all the tools and the systems in front of me. Like, I'm, I'm not sick. I'm not underfed. I'm not undernourished. I'm not underhydrated. I'm sleeping eloquently or adequately enough. I've got a great tribe of people around me. I've got good, good friends. I've got life is good. Right? I'll just shake this off. Well. Come Monday, the shaking off was done. That's Monday the 12th. I feel so isolated and so alienated from the world. It is a struggle to get through the day. Now, Mondays are big days for me. Multiple clients, 
typically exciting. Mondays are some of my favorite days. I get to come in and create. I'm back in my element. I am not someone that inherently struggles to get things going. But I did on Monday. Then I get things finally, right? I've done an incredible job of hiding it or masking it or not expressing it. But Monday afternoon, Monday evening, my wife finally says, like, some, some, you feeling okay? You good? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good, right? Just got a lot on my mind. When admittedly, I have no clue what's on my mind. It's the most frustrating part about that week is I knew I felt off but couldn't determine why. See, here I am going through all the steps and the systems and the processes of all the things I think it could be, and it's none of them. And I'm someone that likes to take action, right? I don't maul around and, and muck, right? Things don't go right. I pivot, I move, I shift, I get out of the way. But she finally notices on Monday night. Shake it off like a lot's on my mind. And Tuesday, now I'm at critical mass, right? Now it's been seven, eight, nine full days of feeling like a shell of who I am. And Lindsay certainly notices. I'm almost silent around the house. I'm not intentionally stonewalling her in any capacity. I'm just trapped. I'm trapped in the weight of my own mind. I'm trapped in the, the decisions that I haven't yet made. I'm spinning. No one knows it. No one sees it on the outside. Maybe my wife a little bit, but she's close to me. And so as we're going to the gym, as we do on Tuesdays, I box and I meet Lindsay at the gym and she's just, she's keenly aware that something is not dialed in as it should be. It just so happens at that same moment in time, Kurt, a right-hand man, messages me and says, man, I'm just not feeling all that well. I go to the doctor, get some things checked out. I say, man, don't worry about it. Work from home. And finally, there's this glimmer of hope, like maybe there's a bug in our office, and that's why I felt this way. But I was kidding myself. I knew inherently that's not what it was. You see, you get down to the gym and come to the office. And while we're on the gym floor, my wife and I, Lifetime Fitness here in Dublin, she says, what's wrong? And it finally just comes out. I'm not sure I like anything about my life right now. I am simply not happy about anything. And it might as well have been like I hit her in the face with a 45-pound plate. And so her default response in this moment is to become stoic, to get agitated, to shut down, to have a grim grimace on her face, which only pushes me deeper into the dark recesses that I now know was a little bout of depression. So I'm cold inside, right? I'm sweating on the outside, but we're not having any communication and I, I've finally come to terms as this comes spewing out of my mouth about how I ultimately feel 
and get down in the locker room and shower and get ready for the day as I do, hop in the same car, drive the whopping quarter of a mile from the gym to our office. And fortunately, with Kurt not being here, we can spend a little time as she wants to know more. Now, immediately, I'm compelled to say, look, this is why I can't share things with you, because when I'm going through some sort of mental struggle, you shut down because you don't know how to process it. It instantly becomes an external conversation. But sitting in the seat of awareness or consciousness that I now get to embody, I realize as soon as it comes out of my mouth, that's not the actual issue. And so I correct myself. See, it can't be situational is when I want to say that we are in charge of our own lives. It doesn't get to be situational that I say that we're all mirrors of ourselves. It doesn't get to be situational that I say that in order to impact change in others, we have to impact change in ourselves. Those things don't get to be only when I want to pull them out. And so I'm sharing all this real time with Lindsay. In the office, just her and I. And I'm mapping out what's on my mind. And why I'm not happy. And it comes down to a conversation I had with Bryce Prescott December of last year. And in that conversation, he says, man, what makes you happy? And he asked that question just as friends would have conversation. And I said to him, I have no idea. And admittedly, until this past Tuesday, the 12th, I don't know that I really knew. You see, there was part of me that was afraid to come to terms with the fact that I didn't have all those pieces and parts all the way dialed in all the time. Because heaven forbid I would be deemed to be a fraud in this magical land that you and I live in, in which you tune in to listen to my words and hopefully that changes your life. What happens when my life isn't all the way dialed in? What happens when I feel like shit? I have all the tools, all the systems, all the processes, all the knowledge and wherewithal to go ahead and make a change in anyone else's lives. But the most difficult thing to do in the moment is to address it internally and make the change for myself. I wouldn't have had that perspective had I not went through this. Because again, I didn't even look at being quote unquote depressed as a realistic possibility. Got a phenomenal business, a phenomenal wife, a phenomenal family, endless flexibility, great support around me. Life is quote unquote amazing. But to who? Right, I had to finally get in touch with the fact that I get to determine what amazing means to me and I have to understand what happiness means to me and honor that above all else. And if that requires some fallout, if that means that some people don't inherently like what I have to say, if that means that I lose some clients or my business takes a pivot, well, then that's just the way that it is. Because if I'm not happy, then I'm burning myself to the ground and I've done that before and I refuse to do it again. This was a startling revelation for me. Not only the fact that I was depressed and knowing that that's what it was, but the revelation of what my happiness ultimately means or that I couldn't define it to mean. 
And I love seeing people succeed. Like it gives me the biggest rush in the world to see someone go from where they're at to where they want to arrive to. And to know that I got to play a small role in helping facilitate that change is a rush like I cannot explain. It's a rush not because I need credit for it or because I look for the pat on the back, but it's a rush because I get to remember what that was like when I did it myself. And what has happened for me specifically is I stopped enjoying the moments along the journey. That sure, I have a five-year goal and vision that is big. To consistently be able to make a half million dollars a month. To do that only working three and a half days. To do that knowing that members of the team are making multiple six figures based off of that level of growth. To know that they as well only have to work the same number of hours to create systems and processes to outsource the parts of the business that we don't want to do internally to turn into a 24-hour shop. To have multiple different houses and multiple different locations that provide inspiration to me. That when I'm feeling stuck in one spot, I can hop on a plane at any moment, in any day, at any time, immaterial of price or availability, and get from where I'm at to the place that I want to be in. I want each one of those places to have multiple different modes of transportation that speak to me in those moments. I want to feel happy consistently internally. I want to share with everyone that will listen. These are all things that bring me happiness, but those are all things that are a five-year date on the calendar. It's going to happen by here. I can feel it, think it. I can manifest it. I can create my own reality, blah, blah, blah. But I've become so fixated on what that meant that I had lost sight of the momentary victories on each day. You see, there were enough conversations that had went on with Lindsay and I that I had felt as though I was completely disconnected from her. I realized that my progression in the way that my mind works, the way I make decisions, the things that I hold to be of value, and just the way that I show up as a man is exponentially different than it was when we met. I didn't give her any credit for the fact of trying to understand where I was at because I wasn't adequately articulating it. You see, there's times in life in which two people aren't going to inherently see eye to eye, even if they are husband and wife, like Lindsay and I. Our relationship is rock solid, but yet my side of the rocks was built on sand. The things that she was discussing with me, the way that she had viewed life, were things that I didn't see eye to eye on. And what I was doing in the moments in which I was feeling stuck and frustrated and depressed was I was projecting into her without saying it to her that she should be different. Why can't she catch up to me? When that is all completely wrong. It's wrong because it goes back to what I just said in this conversation that I don't get to be situationally self-aware. I realize that with me being a mirror of her, it has nothing to do with her and the way that she views things. It has to do with me and my ability to articulate things. This has nothing to do with the way that she handles her business and her life or the level that she produces at. It has to do with an internal inferiority that I'm not at the number that I want to be at yet. 
It doesn't have to do with the fact that I'm frustrated that she goes out and rides horses two, three, four days a week and enjoys herself. It has to do with the fact that I don't do anything consistently that I enjoy for me. See, all these things took a bumpy road to become very clear to me. All these things were said face-to-face with my wife in the office that I sit in right now on that Tuesday. I would like to say that a switch flipped and I was instantly not depressed. I would be lying. What happened is almost like the fog that would eventually lift or dissipate under a hot summer's morning. Eventually the weight and the heaviness of the baggage that I was choosing to carry around started to become lighter. As I poured more into studying and doing things that make me feel good, progressing my business, sharing with other people, diving into content that matters to me, and staying away from things that don't matter to me, having mindless conversations, listening to music that's not beneficial, all the things that would typically slow me down, right? There was no alcohol. There was no drinking. There was no drugs. There was no bad food. There was no binging. There was no staying up late. I spent more time doing more of what made me feel good. And here I sit, seven days removed from that time period, feeling as energized, as inspired, and as motivated as I ever have. I share all this for just a few reasons. The first being, I don't feel like anyone shares enough of this stuff. There's darkness in everyone's life. And I can talk about shadow integration. I can talk about pulling away from the things that we don't like to see about ourselves. I can have all these great conversations, but it's different when I bring them to the forefront. It's different when I share it with you very openly that being an entrepreneur, being in my seat, being wherever, and this is not exclusive just to me, but it is a heavy place to sit sometimes. It's heavy because I shut down. Because I don't rely on friends and I stop having conversations. Because I run from it because I don't want to be looked at as having a kink in my armor. I want to look like I have all my shit put together because it makes me feel better. But the facts of life are sometimes it's just not all together the way it presents. And the even more impactful fact of life as I would view it is I know inherently it's not put together for anybody all the time. And sharing that, hopefully, has a sense to you that lets you know that you are not alone as you feel the same things. This is not a conversation that's exclusive just to entrepreneurs, people that put their name on the line to grow a, grow a business. This is for everybody. See, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work through it and communicate through it. And I realize with the weight of the situation... And how dark things were feeling for me. It is a slippery slope to doing things that make it so you can't get out of it easily. I'm not talking about suicide and things like that. I wouldn't feel qualified. But certainly, knowing that I want to escape that feeling, all the different ways that I could escape that in that moment. Could I have escaped that dark place by cheating on my wife? 100%. It would have given me a momentary lift. Could I have escaped that place in time by going to the bar and drinking and having shots and eliminating the fact that that exists? 100% that would have done it. 
Could I have poured myself even more into work, working longer hours so I could escape the fact that there wasn't peace inside myself? You bet I absolutely could have. But those things don't actually work. They just make the spiral quicker to fall down. They just make the hole deeper to climb out of. See, I fully believe that anybody that wants to make an impactful change in the world has to be crazy enough to believe they can do so. I certainly didn't coin that term. But I also believe under that statement that we, uh, we don't give enough credence to the word crazy. There's a part of me, and I don't believe that I'm alone, that is truly crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know there are parts of me and how I view the world that are absolutely sheer insanity. And it becomes my job to be able to throttle the insanity as it pertains to growth, as it pertains to communication, as it pertains to connection, and harness it to propel me forward. And when I allow the darkness to creep in and don't work through it quickly, it actually bottles up the crazy and makes it stronger. It's not a good place for anybody to be at. And so again, I share this seven, eight days removed, feeling completely back to my normal self, having more systems and processes that I've now created to ensure that when I feel off that I can get through it without getting anywhere near that place. It's a place I don't ever want to, I don't want to visit again. So my friend, the, the resources that I share are not only resources that I know work for clients, but the resources that work for me as well. It's a great way to wrap up the show that I'm Ryan Nidell wishing you truly unlimited success.